When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, let's get started on episode 81. Very excited to tell you more than one thing today. I'm hooking up with my friend Tom Bernard. Oh, very nice. I call Tom, you know, when things come up. And what happens is Tom will take his time calling me back, which means sometimes never. And so the other day, uh, I am going to talk to P. Jug in the other room. And we get in the middle of a conversation. And on my caller ID, it's Tommy B. And I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh, hope everything's okay. It's not an emergency. He's like, I'm so sorry. I haven't called you back. I said, it's okay. I looked on Facebook. Have you been on the Tom Bernard Facebook page for the podcast, his podcast? Not recently. Yeah, you got to click on that. I mean, you can watch their podcast there too. They do their podcast uh, in the upper echelon a podcast. They have a lot of listeners. They do video, audio. It's done the way a podcast should be done. Great guests, including people like Doug Sprinthal, right? And we're going to have a dinner with Doug Sprinthal. Tom calls and says, you know something? It's been way too long. Let's go ahead and get together for dinner. Why don't you talk to Doug and have him pick a place? So Doug did pick a place. And they don't take reservations for lunch. He said, can you come up with an idea? I said, yep. And we're going to an Italian place in Egan. I tell you, but, you know, he's a security risk. When it's just me, nobody cares. But if Tom Bernard's <laughs> going to show up somewhere, I mean, there might be throngs of people. You don't know. Yeah, it's true, though. Moon will wear the sweatshirt with his name on it in the hopes <laughs> that there's throngs or even a throng is one person a, th a throng thong thong. Maybe right. you might get a thong. You know, when I'm with Tom Bernard, I can tell you people cater to him. Like, you know, word gets around that Tom's in the building and the next thing you know, the servers are there, you know, they're comp and stuff. It's fantastic. I used to feel the love. There were times I felt much love. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you haven't been going out. I haven't been going out. Matter of fact, I just went out today. I went to my urologist office. Ah, there we go. All right. Uh, Nine minutes in medical talk. <laughs> Yay. I was wondering. The second thing I want to tell you about is my anniversary to P-Jug. It's been six years since we flew to Vegas. I'll never forget that night. She was the most beautiful I've ever seen her. And it was awesome. Previous to that trip we had had an earlier scheduled 
uh, time scheduled on this Las Vegas strip for a little wedding chapel and a limo and all that stuff. And guess what happens? She hmm. takes a vitamin, actually a magnesium tablet. It went down the wrong hole, as they say. I remember this. Okay. She got a form of pneumonia oh immediately God. at 104 fever in like an hour. Uh, she was really, really sick, which was terrible. But what was even more terrible was now I had to cancel the wedding, the limo, the hotel, the flight, everything. I didn't have travel insurance. And the thing that really sucked about it was we had arranged to, while we were in Vegas getting married, to stop by a music venue to sit in the front row to see Jimmy Buffett. And not just front row, I had backstage passes, and Jimmy had agreed to give us a shout-out on the microphone during the show while we sat in the front row. And now my wife is terribly ill. And so I'm thinking, she's she's like, oh, you can't miss the Buffett thing. Just go. I'll be okay. We'll get somebody over here. I go, that is the biggest trap door, and I'm not stepping through that thing. Right? So I stayed. I had to go on the radio when I was still on the air. And I said, you know something? Is anybody going to Las Vegas? Because Buffett tickets are sold out. And I got some. I can't go. I got to cancel. And I told the story of her aspiration pneumonia. Eventually, a few weeks later, we did get to go back. And that was on Black Friday. And that should have been a hint. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that I remember you telling me that story. I guess I kind of forgot about the Jimmy Buffett thing. Wow, that is you're a good man that you stayed because a lot of dudes would dip, but she was really, really sick. And so I'm proud of you. That was very unselfish of you to do that. Jimmy Buffett is the guy that his music is a big part of my life. I've seen him 36 times in 12 states. Uh, I'm kind of a fan. Yeah, that's devotion. I have pictures with him. I should put them on our web page. We do have a, a web page, by the way, moonpjugandhobs.com. And when you're there, if you click on about, you'll get to meet the guy that pushes the buttons. You'll get to meet Hobbs, learn a lot about her. And then, of course, there's all my gobbledygook. And if you uh, click on mine, You'll see a couple. I think we got a couple videos up. Uh, one is the little short uh, synopsis of my career that a guy named Beaker put together for us. And that was really cool of him to do. I rewarded him financially. And then uh, after that, there's uh, my speech from the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame induction. And that was supposed to go three minutes, and I went nine and a half. I was surprised it was that short. I thought you were <laughs> going to go 15. We had an over-under on the side of how long the speech, how long you were going to run the clock. You went, didn't you? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It was really weird because when you look on the walls, you would see all of these Minnesota broadcasters that, you know, I was familiar with Tom Bernard being one of them. But I mean, think of all the weathermen and, you know, Dave Dahl and uh, geez, there was like everybody. And then I got to meet the other guys that were going in. One guy had been on the air like 55 years. Well, we he had was, him on the podcast. 
Yeah, 94 years old. Great guy. He was a, and what a great guy. And listening to his stories was just the best. Anyway, click on moonpjugandhobs.com and uh, you're going to get a little treat there. Speaking of treats, and this was another thing I wanted to tell you about my anniversary. My wife goes to the gym five days a week minimum. She goes to a place called Orange Theory and it to her is her home away from home. She loves the employees. She loves the workouts. Just she's into it big time. And I'm thinking, okay, what can I do for our anniversary on Black Friday? And I'm thinking, ooh, I got it. So what I did was I went on Spotify and I picked out all of her favorite songs that could actually be used at a workout gymnasium uh-huh. or a workout class. And then I'm, just, after- I'm sorry, I'm I'm laughing at workout gymnasium as a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> the workout gymnasium. The old workout gymnasium. It's been gymnasium. a while since you've been at the gym. Is all <laughs> I'm saying. If you're so referring to it as a gymnasium. Gymnasium. What <laughs> a great word. Oh, I just I know. I just caught me funny. Sorry. Uh, uh, go on. So you're uh, gonna buy. So you made her a mixtape, basically. That's yeah. super cute. I love that. Yeah, and then they could work out to the mixtape. Yeah, uh, I it, wish. Where I would my, they? Where would they be doing the workout? At the workout gymnasium, <laughs> right? Yeah, there they are in their tight workout pants. <laughs> well, anyway, long story short, I'm thinking I want to send a bunch of uh, treats to this place so that people could enjoy something and they could all have a little quality time together. We fired up the Spotify playlist, and I provided two dozen crumble cookies have you ever had crumble cookies mm-hmm. it's spelled a little differently c-r-u-m-b-l crumble okay. cookies they're four dollars a piece i spent a hundred dollars on cookies and they're so rich and just completely awesome now how many cut- people were there okay like how many of those cookies for for you and how many were for others I told the lady at the gymnasium (laughs) right now. I'm kind of into it. I told the lady at the gymnasium that uh, I would be glad to buy cookies for everybody that's in and out of the place that day. But I do want to have enough for me to have one. Okay. She goes, well, we'll split the cookies up. I thought, God, I'm a cookie guy. You can't really split a good cookie, but if you are, you might be able to eat half now and half later or whatever. Well, they cut them in quarters. And I'm telling you, there's probably 2,000 calories in each quarter. They yeah. are so freaking good. Uh, I should do an endorsement for them. They're, and you can order them. And I, I think we had them delivered from their website. I'm not sure. I think they're na- a national franchise. Okay, I'll have to check Crumble it out. Crumble Cookies. So uh, we played the hits, little Lagrange by ZZ Top, a little While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Tom Petty and Prince. I had some uh, current Keith Urban. I had some brand new Luke Bryan in there. Foo Fighters was in there. I had to play Monkey Wrench. Sure. God, what a great song. It is a good song. We should start the podcast. Two questions with Putin. Have you ever? Stood in line for a Black Friday deal. Oh, that's a good one. That's I timely. was trying to imagine him in line outside like a Best Buy 
<laughs> waiting to buy a, a you know a wireless stereo speaker <laughs> and he he's out there with like some kind of a half a military with him standing he's like stopping people's carts as they're coming out what did you get nobody lets him cut yeah I mean, it's awesome <laughs> back in the line you jerk yeah. oh my god can you imagine they'd probably have guns drawn sure have you ever stood in line for a black friday deal have I? Oh gosh, yeah. But then the sales kind of ended up not being great. And then you had to get there earlier and earlier and earlier there. And then they'd only have like two of them. There was like, there's two laptops and then there's 2000 people in line. So when people started getting trampled, I'm like, yeah, right. That's okay. I'll eat the 20 bucks or whatever it is. Question number two for Putin. Do you get your tickets from Ticketmaster or a ticket broker? Oh, Because, you know, I love to go to live shows and I got to tell you a story. I don't think I told this on the last podcast. It's horrible. I did something that was atrocious. Okay. My granddaughter is a big Taylor Swift fan. I was going to buy her Taylor Swift tickets, but the website crashed. Yep. And we all know about that. You probably heard about it. Yep. Amy Klobuchar gets involved. They're trying to actually do something about it this time because Taylor Swift has that much weight in the American society. And so what they're uh, trying to do is come up with a way to limit ticket brokers from using online bots that buy up all the tickets. Cause you always wonder how do these damn ticket brokers have all the great seats and I'm paying a ton of money for horrible seats. They put online computers that will, you know, request tickets from Ticketmaster. And they buy all the tickets. So it appears that Ticketmaster has now made a statement because Amy Klobuchar and some other legislators have said, have you ever heard of the Federal Trade Commission? Yeah. There's something called a monopoly in America, and it's against the law. And you have one. And I remember when you, uh, too, tried to stop selling concert tickets through Ticketmaster. And I remember when Pearl Jam did it. Yep. And we're still dealing with Ticketmaster and they're extremely overpriced uh, tickets. Ooh, uh, speaking of this, uh, not to be ADD, I found a place where you can get last second tickets for an actual good price. Because a lot of people, when they're watching for tickets on StubHub or, you know, Craigslist or whatever, you sit there and you wait, you wait, you go back every day and all of that. And you're hoping to get a good deal. And if you absolutely have to go to a concert, this might not be the best option. But if you really want to go, but just don't want to pay 450 bucks for bad seats, uh, it is called game time. And what game time is, like you might imagine, it's right when the game is going to begin. And I right now can look at advanced seating on game time. And I will see like a ticket for a Minnesota Vikings game. The other day, my friend from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, was going to go to the Vikings-Dallas game. And the tickets were 200 plus. And that was like right at game time. If we would have went to game time online, I mean, I'm finding tickets for weeks uh, in advance that are like 90 bucks. Oh, I'm going to check that out. Because I would like to go. I was looking at prices and I'm mad at myself because at the beginning of the season, that's really when you should buy them for the Vikings because you don't really know. Just pick the date you want and the team you want to see. But 
I didn't pull the trigger. And now, of course, there are a lot more, but there's not that many seats that seem sold. So I'm going to try that. Okay. My two questions with Putin. What's your favorite side dish for Thanksgiving? And also in Russia, I know that their Thanksgiving probably doesn't coincide with ours. I, you know, I don't even know if they have a Thanksgiving. Do they have a Thanksgiving in Russia? I don't know. They should. I'm going to look. I just literally just thought of this question. I don't know. I'm, I'm running out of questions for Putin. He never answers. I, I mean, I feel like we're not really building a rapport at this point. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So they have what's called Russia's Day of Unity, and that's celebrated. We already missed it. It's celebrated November 4th, and it commemorates a popular uprising in Moscow against Polish forces in 1612. Today, Russia celebrates the unity of its diverse multi-ethnic society. So that's kind of cute. But here's the interesting part. So what do Russians eat for their little, like their version of Thanksgiving, which is unity, the day of unity? Crumble cookies. Fresh chopped liver. Gross. Oh, yeah. I've never liked liver. My mom used to say, ooh, got a special treat tonight. What is it? Liver and onions. I'm like, oh, God. See, I like liver. Okay, Farksmark. Would you like some Farksmark? Uh, it's fresh herring and egg salad. Ooh, deviled eggs, though, with red caviar. That actually sounds good. I've never had caviar my whole life. Really? No, is it good? Oh, I love it. Well, do you like oysters and smoked oysters and salty stuff like that? I don't like mussels. I don't like that. I do love scallops. Yeah, these aren't like scallops. I don't like things that are extremely salty. But usually they just put a tiny bit on. You may have, if you've gone out to eat sushi, you may have had some something similar. It wouldn't be caviar, but it might be roe. So I wonder if, okay, so there's my question. If Putski likes liver, chopped liver, raw or cooked, which way does he like it? Duh. He seems like he would be a dude who would do some raw liver and like just eat an onion like an apple. Just like, ah. God. What have you been watching lately? I got a couple to add. What do you got? Oh my gosh. I've been watching everything. I'm watching. I just finished season two of The Vow, which I still strongly encourage you to watch. It's on HBO Max. Okay. Very, very good. There's a Yellowstone. I've been waiting for Brian to have time where this is our show. I can't watch the show unless he's here. I mean, like he wouldn't break up with me, but the trust would be broken. It would be, it, it could be a problem. I have to watch it with him. He thinks he's Rip and he thinks I'm Beth, which is really not that far. I'm a little bit like Beth. I've never been rich, so I've never really cussed people out like she does. I'm always, because I'm like, I need this job. I don't cuss people out like that. This episode you're about to view, Beth is at her finest. <laughs> there is no one that can rip somebody apart like her. She is such a beast. If you haven't watched Yellowstone, you really got to get into it. Whenever she calls someone buddy, I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. She called you buddy. Listen, buddy. <laughs> Listen, buddy. I love strong characters like that. I love women like that. I just want all of us to remember this Thanksgiving holiday when we're all really stressed out and we're trying to take care of everybody's needs. It is not okay to flip out like Beth. People won't keep coming back and forgiving you because none of us are rich. Have you ever watched comedians in cars getting coffee? No, but here's the thing. Unpopular. 
as it may be, Jerry Seinfeld annoys me. Seinfeld, the show was great, but Jerry Seinfeld personally annoys me. I, David Letterman all day. His interviews I'll watch all day. He's so good. Yeah. If you haven't seen My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, every one of them is so well done. It's mm -hmm. great. And yeah. these might be people you've never even heard of or have any knowledge of. And man, they turn that into 60 minutes of awesome. Well, and David um, Letterman, people forget, was a comedian to begin with. But this is a man that operates with no hubris. He has no ego about himself. He's very self-deprecating when he's doing the interviews. And, you know, this guy, hes that's what I love about him is he's never, like, viewing himself as a big deal, it seems like. No. The reason I brought up Seinfeld show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, is because somebody asked him, now that you're almost 70, are you going to give it up? Because he's got so much money from Seinfeld. I believe he's close to a billionaire because of the reruns and syndication. Uh, but he said, no, I'm not slowing down. So if you like that show, there's probably more episodes of that on the way. I don't know how long it's going to be until we get to see another comedian back on TV. And that's Jay Leno because of the whole accident, in the garage. And, you know, he's another car freak. Seinfeld's a car freak. And Jay Leno's a car freak. One time I was in Studio City in L.A. And I stayed at a place called the Sportsman's Lodge. It's a classic old school, you know, rich and famous hotel where a lot of celebrities have gotten married. But that was, you know, when I stayed there, the rooms were like 80 bucks because it, it had kind of went downhill from the days of classic. This time. was, this was, this was before or after you stayed there. It was, it was already <laughs> going downhill. Okay. It was, yeah, I, it's still, I'm sure it's still there. You have to Google that the sportsman's lodge. Uh, and while I was at that hotel in a rental car, when I went to pull out of the parking lot, there was a light nearby and I pulled up to the light. And there's a guy in a car that is a classic. God, it must have been a car from like the 1930s. It was bright yellow and it was a convertible. And guess who was driving? Jay Leno. I'm sitting at a stoplight with Jay Leno. It was amazing. Do you see the Sportsman's Lodge? I do. I see it. It looks like someone uh, that put some money into it because now there's a wellness center. I need to go to a wellness center. <laughs> much more fun than a urology visit in life. There are times when you are a smaller person and times when you may have had more weight on than usual. Sure. And I think everybody has those moments. Well, there was a woman that had gotten up to 277 pounds. She was pretty unhealthy. And the reason that she was eating her feelings which is what she was doing was because her husband was going to be deployed from the United States over to another country to serve in the armed forces. That makes and sense. Uh, so she was very nervous, stressed out. She started eating while he was still at basic training. And then eventually he was shipped to Afghanistan or whatever. And she just kept eating. She was lonely. She spent all of her time at the table eating. I think she probably brought it up that, you know, I hope you still think I'm pretty because I've just put on a lot of weight. I can't seem to stop. He's like, I love you no matter what. Mm. Well, you know what she did? 
She went and got some help. She lost all of the weight. She wouldn't FaceTime with him. Uh, they just talked on the phone. And when he got home, there she was, the oh. best she'd ever looked, even less weight than when they'd met. I love that. Good for her. And she did it the healthy way. She got to the root of it and under, yeah, because that's the thing. Otherwise, you just put the weight back on. If you don't understand and work through why you're using the food or why you're using, like for me, it's the cigarettes and all that. I mean, you got to get to the root of it. So good for her. That's awesome. I bet he was just knocked out. Absolutely. Like, Let's do it. Let's hit the flow. Titty bar alert. Titty bar alert. Have you ever been to Rick's? Rick's Cabaret? I have. I've been there as well. And I was at a Rick's in Houston. I don't know. Is that a franchise? Can you titty yes. have a titty bar franchise? Oh, yeah. There's several. Deja Vu's National. They have them in larger cities like Chicago and Texas and all that stuff. So, yeah. Actually, at Rick's, I don't know if they're still on the menu, but from memory, great tater tots. Great tots. Ooh. Tots and tatas. It was, yeah. uh, but this story is awesome. This man is a hero. So this uh, club owner or club worker, I'm sorry, at Rick's found a customer's cell phone. Well, this happens pretty regularly. And the guy is, you know, a nice fella. So he was trying to look up on the phone to see if he could figure out who the owner of it was. And so he opens it up began to look through the phone to determine the owner. But what he found was a lot more than that. And a lot more than a name and a phone number. He saw photos of a pipe bomb among the text messages that the customer had sent earlier. Whoa. Yeah. So the staffers and the management called the Savage police department after finding the messages. So the police found one image that showed two pipe bombs at different lengths next to a piece of mail like a dumbass, which included a name and an address of a man in Maplewood, Minnesota. So he took a picture of the pipe bombs next <laughs> to a piece of mail <laughs> with an address on it, <laughs> it in his phone. That man turned out to be 27-year-old Dylan Raymond Orr, and the court documents state that he was sending messages and photos to someone also, uh, pictures of the uh, the devices, blueprints, and information on how to build and assemble pipe bombs. God. So basically, ATF got involved. Um, all of the you know the appropriate authorities have been notified. Mm -hmm. He pled guilty in federal court to illegally uh, possessing a pipe bomb and faces a maximum of ten years behind bars. And it's all thanks to. This guy at Rick's noticing it and then doing the right thing. So thank goodness. That's really, really, really cool. Who knows how many people he could have hurt with that. Well, and after that thing that happened at the gay club in Colorado oh my Springs. God. Yeah, exactly. That was absolutely nuts. And now, you know, they are increasing security. Yeah, they should. All LGBTQ clubs. What's going wrong with people's minds? I think people are consuming too much media. That's my thing because people aren't listening or thinking for themselves and they're not learning through experience. They're learning through someone else's experience. And I don't think that's healthy because you can Oof. find hate 
if you want to, and you can find love if you want to on, on the internet and wherever, but you know how these things work. When you start watching a video of a certain kind and, and, and you're liking it, it's going to keep sending you that bullshit. And it's really easy to find yourself into a dark place. So I think consuming, I think we consume way too much media and people feel, and I think especially young men feel like they don't have, they're not getting the shake their dads and granddads had in this country. You know, the economy's tough and there's not a lot of money and getting out of school is tough. And I mean, you might be a kid who doesn't have a lot of prospects and didn't do well in school and college isn't really an option for you. Well, then what? Well, then what do you do? And I'm not saying that's a reason to go shooting people, but, or, or to do those kinds of things. But I think the isolation and then they are consuming all this negative stuff. I, I, it doesn't help in these chat rooms and all this dark web crap. After that, you know, shooter started shooting in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. There happened to be a guy that was in the U S military yes. that jumped out of the crowd and laid a whoop on that guy's ass and he actually lost a family member. And, you know, here's the thing about it. He grabbed the handgun. The guy had a long gun and a handgun. He grabbed the long or the uh, handgun and he beat him with it. And he said, I tried to finish him off. And I know that the guy had severe injuries, but I don't care about that. But what I, what I would like to hope is that if he would have finished the guy off, right, that he would have had no charges because I think in America, if there is a mass shooter, why can't the crowd respond in kind? If someone comes in and starts shooting and shoots at you, that's self-defense, self uh, you know, you might have to lawyer up, but if it was a situation like you're defending others like that, I'm sure there'll be someone who'll do pro bono work for you. But in the case of this, I say hangings. I'm I'm not anti the death penalty. And then, you know, everybody gets to see them defecate themselves and they can hang there for a little bit. I know that's very Handmaid's Tale. I wanted to start the pay-per-view death channel. I think George Carlin had the idea first. He had several bits about it. If you ever want to contact us, there's a link to our email at moonpjugandhobs.com. Check out our website, click on the link, tell us whatever you're thinking, give us show ideas or guest ideas, go to our website, there's a link for the email right there.